Tony Versick's an absolute legend. I coached Tony for, for a while back, uh, two years ago now. Awesome, awesome dude. One of the funnest clients that I've had. But he's also a very, very successful relationship coach. And I wanted to get Tony on here to talk about relationships and the way that we relate with our partners. Because one of the issues that we as men often have is the way that we relate to the fairer sex. And Tony has been a phenomenal, phenomenal coach to a lot of men. And so I wanted to get him on and I wanted to pick his brains in here. This is going to be very, very beneficial for anybody who wants to have a better relationship with their partner, anyone who wants to communicate better, anyone who feels that they don't necessarily get heard the way that they should or feels that maybe their relationship isn't going in the direction that they want it to be. They're not being the man, the father, the husband, the partner that they actually want to be. This will be very, very insightful for you guys in there. So I'm not going to speak anymore. Jump on into the interview, watch it because I'm sure that you'll get a lot out of this. Tony's a real, real gem. Hey, bro. What's going on? How are you, brother? Mate, just living the dream. You know how it is. Love it. Are we doing a topless one? Should I take my shirt off? Yeah, take it off. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Nah, I'm good, bro. I'm good. It's too fucking cold here. Nah, it's not that cold. I love your background, man. Like, that's cool. Bro, this is brilliant branding, by the way. Brilliant this branding. The, this is the niche right here, man. This is up conversions by 3%. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Well, dude, the thing is, is like you can't beat congruence. Like mm. you cannot beat that. That's the number one thing that I learned over the last, like really this year was the more congruent I am, the better business does. Because I think like half of it's how you appear, but the other part, it's like it's so much easier to be like good at what you do if you actually like live it and breathe it. Hundred percent, bro. You're so out of integrity when you don't do that. Not you in particular, but yeah. so many people play that game on social, and they go home and their life's fucking falling apart. And it's okay. like lying. You can you can lie to everyone. You can't lie to yourself. Have you read that Man in the Mirror poem? Nah, nah. Have you read it? it? It's I'll, I'll read it to you, dude. Um, it's oh, I think they call it the Man in the Glass. It's it's a fucking awesome poem. Your guys would love this, man. It was really cool. Apparently, it was written in jail or something like that. Someone like wrote that's where they found it. Nice. Uh, maybe, maybe not. But it says, um, when you get what you want and you struggle for self and the world makes you king for a day, just go to the mirror and look at yourself and see what that man has to say. For it isn't your father or mother or wife whose judgment upon you must pass. The fellow whose verdict counts most in your life is the one staring back from the glass. He's the fellow to please, never mind all the rest, but he's with you clear to the end and you've passed your most difficult, dangerous test if the man in the glass is your friend. You may fool the whole world down the pathway of years and get pats in your back as you pass, but your final reward will be heartache and tears if you've cheated the man in the glass. That's right. fucking, that's, that's literally the code, man. That's responsibility. Yeah. That's just totally. like look in the mirror and you can fix everything. Totally, dude. Totally. We yeah. um when we were in Bali and we we're getting people like when we were taking guys over, like I'd get them to draw down the middle, like in the in the mirror. Like every day mm -hmm. you gotta gotta stare at this. Line down the middle, and then on one side winner, other side loser, or whatever positive and derogatory, you know, thing that you want to look at. And it's like mm -hmm. the most confronting thing ever. Because in the morning and in the evening, you've got to look at yourself and position like which side are you gonna stand on based on your actions. I love that, man. I've never heard of that before. I'm definitely going to use that because it's so true. It's literally like looking into yourself and it's, it's a physical and metaphorical decision. That's so fucking good. I love 100%. it. I love 100%. it. 100%. By the way, are you cool if we just keep recording and just keep rolling on? Fuck yeah. Let's just, just, just rock it, bro. Like let's, all good. Let's yeah. fucking do it, man. So like, bro, the reason I want to get you on is because like, obviously like we've worked together and I love what you do, but like seeing like what you're doing now with like the empowered businessmen and like going in and working with guys in relationships, it's fucking awesome because I mean, what's the statistic on divorce now? It's fucking high here in Australia, right? Everyone like blows it up. It's not 50. I think like four years ago, it was 36%, but it yeah. said business owners and entrepreneurs is an extra 10. So almost 50. But, but then we're going to that as well, dude. It. It's like how many, of the, how many more should be divorced because their relationships yep. are like mud, right? That's what I was going to say is like, imagine how many people struggle in relationships. You have a good relationship because you know what the fuck to do with your mind. Most people have no idea. So like all the stress, all the triggers, all the money, all the things going on, they just, they come out and they hurt people, you know? And I think about it, like heaps of people that you say should be divorced, probably shouldn't be divorced. They just need to get their shit together. Like they need to learn how to, how to control the negative thoughts and the triggers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
but let, let's go back to like what, what you were saying before because I, I, mm. I like that. So you say like a lot of people shouldn't be getting divorced. They just need to improve their communication. Like where do you start with that? All right. That's a great question. So the first thing is to understand communication is how you interact with someone. It's either a collision or it's a connection, right? So if you think about two cars coming together, if they collide head on, the damage is fucking ruthless. But if the cars go in two separate lanes, they can go at any speed they want to and they won't collide, but they can still be sort of connected by the, the air between them. So ultimately it's, it's establishing the fact that you're both going to have different lanes like you had different families, different upbringings, different belief systems, values. You ate different shit that day. You might be grumpy or triggered or vice versa. So understanding that you both have different worldviews, you both have different opinions, thoughts, feelings, and being able to come together and put those on the table without any judgment or any, uh, any frustration or anger, which is fucking hard to do. Like, think about it. Most people who have been together for 10, 20, 30 years, they haven't been together. They were together for the first two years when you think, the sun shines out of each other's ass and like everything's perfect. And then you get to know someone and right as you get to know someone, you both start growing, but you grow apart. So it's about coming back together, putting out on the table, what you think, what you feel, what the the lanes are that you're in, and then being able to sit there and like work through it. And that takes time, man. That's, that's not easy to do. That's fucking confronting, especially for men. Why so? Men's, well, think about it. What's, what have men, men been taught? Work hard, make money, provide hold your feelings in. We were literally told in war, if you have feelings, you die because if you're going to shoot someone. So that's generational, like the last two generations, grandfathers, fathers, we're told to keep things in, work hard. But bro, you know what it's like running a business. It's stressful as shit. It's triggering as shit. And you're supposed to just hold that all in and not cope. So you cope with sedation, right? I've seen some of your amazing ads about booger sugar, <laughs> right? Like you, you, instead of expressing yourself, you've been trained and conditioned as a man to hold things in. And then it comes out in the form of frustration, anger, addictions, et cetera. Like no one teaches you how to communicate. You learn English, mm. you learn math. You don't learn how to communicate. You just, you just communicate and it either works for you. Or it doesn't. Right. So where do we start then? If we want to fix that? Well, Getting to the truth at, at Empowered Man, it's very simple. We have truth, vision, barriers, roadmap. We've been doing that for five years now. So mm. what's the truth? Like if you're listening to this and you're a business owner, a high performance man, entrepreneur and a partner, what's my communication like? Like you said before we start, I don't know if we're going to jump in uh, with what you said earlier, but looking in the mirror is fucking confrontational right? It's challenging to go, you know what? Maybe my communication's not the best. It's hard to admit these things, especially when you're successful. Everyone sees success. So putting your hand up and you don't have to do it in public, looking in the mirror, literally and going, all right, where am I at in my communication? Where am I at with the way I deal with stress? Where am I at with the way I express myself, the tonality of my voice, the energy I put out there after a long day? How do I show up for my family? You know, would I treat would I treat my kids the same way I treat my wife and my employees, vice versa? So getting to the truth is the first step, and that's hard to do. It's challenging to go, you know what? I could be better. Maybe I'm not the best me. But that's the first step is like, where am I now? What are the problems? What's the, the truth of my situation? How do you actually assess that objectively? Because like, that's that's really hard. Like that's that's difficult to have that conversation yeah. because perspective's everything, right? Like, do you have a method of creating an objective way of looking at this? That's a phenomenal question. It is hard because they're blind spots, right? So let's go back to the example of cars. If you don't look in your blind spot on the motorway and you're going 120 kilometers an hour, you can kill someone pretty easily. So it's a blind spot. For most people, you don't know what you don't know. Just like you teach men how to, you know, get their health in order like that. They don't know half that stuff. They know to eat well. Yeah. But what does that mean, dude? <laughs> right. So the first step objectively to do it would be to assess where do you have pain in your life? Where is there pain in your relationship, in your body? There's three key areas, right? Health, wealth, relationships. You mm. got to have control of all three. They affect each other. So sitting down, step one, dedicate time to it listen to this and go, fuck it. I'm going to give it 20 minutes. Let's try what this crazy Tony guy is saying. <laughs> 20 minutes by myself, no distractions, pen and paper. Write a question down. What's the truth? Where is there pain in my life? I don't like the way I look. I yell at my wife. 
I feel like I'm not good enough. Huge one for successful men. Nothing's ever enough, right? Mm. So write down the pains. Like That's not that difficult to do because we all feel pain. It's human nature to feel pain. So objectively write down the pain and then get to the truth about how you can take responsibility for that. Because just saying I'll take responsibility, that's hard. That's super challenging. Like you don't just put your hands up one day and go, oh my God, I'm the cause of everything. I can fix it all. Great. You write down the pain, you get to the truth about it because we normally sedate the pain through substances, social media, porn, gambling, like put that aside, put away your fucking phone, pen and paper. What's the pain? What's the truth? That's one of the most cathartic, powerful exercises you can do as a man and like challenge yourself with it. Attach it to a loved one. If I do this, I could become better for my kids or my wife. So now it's not you becoming better for you. Now you've attached it to people you love. So 20 minutes to become better for my family and give them what they deserve. What's the pain? And you go fucking deep, man. What's the pain if I keep being like this when I get home after a long day? Will I have a marriage in a year from now? Fuck, maybe I won't. Why do you feel that we need to attach it to someone else though? Like, why isn't it that we're enough to do it for us? (laughs) Yeah, that's a great question. Bro, you work with men who are super successful but overweight, right? If we gave a shit about ourselves, we wouldn't get depressed, angry, stressed, or fat. For whatever reason, the human brain chases comfort. It doesn't chase happiness, right? It chases comfort. So we'll often do, especially with the day and age we live in, we'll do things that make us super comfortable and we'll sort of push to the side the fact that we're not happy and that we're in pain. And then we realize we're in pain. It's not enough to just fix ourselves. Otherwise, there wouldn't be addicts and there wouldn't be overweight people. I think for whatever reason, bro, we haven't been taught that we're number one. This all comes back to the high performance thing, right? Why do we work so hard? So we can make money? No, we want to provide for our loved ones, right? We want to, we want to create an empire. I mean, how many dudes do you see though? Like, and I was going down this path, like massively where um, I would say that I'm working hard to provide for my family, but that was a fucking lie. Like straight up, I was working hard to validate myself and say that when I have X amount of success, if I just have a little bit more, I'll be worthy. I'll feel good about myself. And it's like where you Mm. get into that that tough cycle with business where you have a good month and you're fucking king of the world. And then you have a bad month and then you're like the worst person ever. You're a piece of shit. You should give it all in. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not even like about doing it for other people. It's like, it's for our own need or our own insufficiency. You know what I mean? Mm. I know we're going yeah, a little right. bit off, off topic here a bit, but like, I want to go back into, so you got the truth first. So go through, write everything down and, mm. and, and have that 20 minutes to yourself, put your dick mm. away, put your phone away. Like, you know, just go through and do, do 20 minutes yourself. And mm. then after we've got the truth and we've, we've got a few things on, on that written down, what do we do next? Well, the next step is what's the opposite of that, right? So you got to know where you are and then you got to know where you want to go. It's like Google Maps, right? You put a destination in Google Maps, great. But if you don't have a starting point, how are you going to get there? You have no idea, right? So the next step is what's the vision? Like if you could have it all across health, wealth, relationships, if you could be successful in business without judging yourself while also coming home stress-free, while also having heaps of banging sex, while also being a present father, not at the same time as the sex, right? What ends up happening is you have balance and that's, that's the vision. That's what every man wants, right? We all want it all. We want to mm. fucking be Kings. We want to be leaders. We want to, f- and you're right. It is ego. You're hundred percent right. It's, it's, it is, we can say it's for our family. It's because we don't feel like it's enough. We're constantly trying to validate ourselves. So you're hundred percent right. So what's the vision? Like, what, what do you want? That could take another 20 minutes. I'm saying 20 minutes because, because a lot of us don't want to dedicate time to this. It could take hours, but another 10, 20 minutes. What do I want? I want to be healthy. I want to look good. I want to feel good. And then once you've got what you want, the why. Hmm. Great, great. You want a six pack. You also want to eat donuts and drink beer. So, I mean, that's cool. Why? Why do you want it? Why is it a must? And going back to the truth, by the way, the two biggest drivers of anyone changing anything are pain and pleasure. So the truth, once you've got to the truth, the question you got to ask is what's the cost of staying here? Like fucking full, full cards on the table, I'm not going to bullshit myself. I'm going to tell the man in the mirror, if I don't change these things, what's the cost? And then the vision is what would this be worth to me? And again, if you want to, you can link it to your family. I just find with a lot of guys I work with, man, like they will burn themselves to the ground. But as soon as you, as soon as they go, yeah, but if I do this, my kids will be raised by another man. Something flicks like a switch flicks in them. And it's like, you know, that in your heart that will happen if you're a grumpy cunt or whatever, 
But once that, once you say it out loud and you put it out there, now it's real. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense, man. So, I, I love that, you were, that you're getting people to actually like put their phones and stuff away. I, you know how, um, I don't know if you noticed, like in our generation, a lot of guys are getting married super late. They don't know what they want. They're super lost. And you look at them and it's like, you compare us where we are right now, or you compare guys who, who have issues in those areas and you can compare guys to who aren't. It's like, the guys who are who are having those issues, who aren't clear on where they want to be, who they want to be with, what they want to do, or anything like that, mm-hmm. they spend all this time distracted with shit. Like when they're lost, yeah. it's like, oh, cool, I'm just gonna go get fucked up. I'm bored right now, so I'm not gonna sit down and think. I'm gonna go watch porn. I'm gonna go like you know, play on the PlayStation, play on my computer, or something like that. You compare mm-hmm. that to the guys who are dominating. It's like they're the ones who sit down and will actively almost seek being bored or seek being still in their head. And then they can go through and actually figure out that stuff. It's Mm -hmm. such a crazy thing that in our society, we're so obsessed with being busy all the time that we actually take away any opportunity for us to know ourselves. I couldn't have said it better myself. We don't know ourselves because when we're alone with ourselves, it's uncomfortable as shit. And anyone listening, you could do this as well. If you fold your arms, however you normally fold them, and then fold them the other way, it's uncomfortable. It's a weird sensation. That's folding your arms, dude. Yeah. So like that's, that's doing something differently. So if you're conditioned to pull out your phone when you go to the toilet and you can't live without it, which, which is me, I've done the booger sugar, I've done the, the addictions you talked about then it's really uncomfortable to break that pattern. It's uncomfortable to sit with your own thoughts for 20 minutes. But do you know what makes it way easier? Is if you know where you are and where you want to go, then all you got to do is take action. And when you're taking action, it's really hard to be distracted. Mm. That's that's why men like you win. That's why successful men win. But if you don't have a vision and you don't have anything to shoot for, and you haven't actually got clear on how bad things could be if you don't change, then why would you not be on the phone and watch porn? Like, why would you not? It's right there. Dopamine, bro. Mm. You know, so so I think you're, you're 100% right. Men in this, bro, think about it. We have more than ever. You work with some pretty elite men, as do I. Most men struggle. They're overweight. They're anxious. They're depressed. They're stressed. And it's sad. It sucks. But they don't have to be. But they need some simple principles, right? Like, like you teach, you got to be healthy. You got to eat well. You got to sleep well. You got to exercise. You got to also learn how to know yourself. Mm. You read me an amazing poem earlier, man. I don't know if we recorded it, but that was, that yeah, was we did. phenomenal. Yeah, a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to start the interviews, like have a little chit chat first and then go into it. And then I was like, fuck, like I wish I'd been recording like that five minutes because this is the bit, like it's the best part of the interview. So yeah, man, we recorded the whole lot. Sick. Amazing. That's what it's about. It's like knowing the man in the mirror. Mm. And how do you, so let's say you're 35 and you've never done this before. Well, then of course it's going to be challenging, like folding your arms another way. It's like if you drive a car, again, cars are such a great example. It's, have you ever driven a car and you get to your destination? You're like, fuck, I haven't looked at the road the entire mm-hmm. time I've been driving, but you didn't crash because it's so programmed into you that you don't have to think about it. That's most men with porn, gambling, arguments, triggers, stress. It's a pattern. Almost everything we do is a pattern. What's really fucking cool about that is if there's any area of your life where you're in pain, then there is an opposite to that pain. And all you got to do to get from pain to what you want, the vision, is shift one piece of the pattern, right? So every time you want to, like, I've been doing this recently, I'm addicted to this phone. <laughs> I run my business on it. I make an impact. I take it to the bathroom. If I don't, I feel uncomfortable. So this week, I haven't been taking it to the shitter. Dude, those shits are like 10 times as fast now. And they're so it's much like, better too, aren't they? <laughs> they're so much better. Like, it, it flows, you know, especially with the, the right food. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's, but it's uncomfortable. It's repatterning and like conditioning in society is creating these patterns, man. Like we're about to enter a fucking metaverse. You're not going to have to leave the house anymore to get laid. You just put on some goggles. What do you think of that going into the metaverse? Oh man, I'm a gamer. So I love it, but I think it's going to be quite destructive to society. I think so. Well, it may, you've seen that. Have you seen that movie? Where, what is it called? Ready player one. You seen that movie? I don't, don't watch much TV. Fantastic. There you go. So, so you, you're not in the metaverse, clearly, which is great. It's basically you put on these goggles and you enter your dream life. You can have your dream person, partner, money, guns, weapons, whatever. It takes you out of reality. It's a new reality. We're already out of reality. Every time we look at the screen, our focus is on this rectangle 
our awareness is not outside of the screen. So like the entire world exists outside of what we're doing right now. We've fucked that right off and we're stuck in this prison, which is great. It's changed the world. But imagine putting goggles on and just being able to lift weights and get ripped in this metaverse while you're on the couch, not having to do anything. I don't know, man. I, I think technology is great, but I think we've got to be careful with these sorts of things. Yeah. Why do you, so like I look at nature, right? And, and I live in Noosa. So I'm like right next to the beach and I fucking have an awesome backyard. I got a dog, I got a fiance. I got all this cool shit in my life, right? I got an epic business. Like I love what I do. I got an awesome crew that I work with. Mm-hmm. I want to be around that. So mm-hmm. going in and doing VR and being in the metaverse, I'm like, that sounds fucking horrible. It's like when Musk says, oh yeah, let's go to Mars. I'm like, Good luck on that, bro. Like that sounds fucking shit. It's like, yeah. can you imagine waking up? I, I coach, we coach a lot of miners. You've, you've probably coached a few FIFO guys in your time, right? 100%. 100% right? Yeah. Have you ever talked to someone who's worked in like the Pilbara before where you ask them like, what's it like? And they're like, oh yeah, there's lots of dirt and there's lots of more dirt and then there's mm. dirt and then it's hot and then there's dirt. And it's like, there's nothing there. It's like, can you imagine like living on that, like that on Mars? But like, I digress, go back to what I was talking about. It's like, nature's fucking awesome. Like, I mean, unless you live in the Pilbara, um, mm. but like na- nature's fucking cool. This reality we have is so cool. Why do you feel that so many dudes are wanting to escape all mm. this awesome stuff that we have? That ties directly to what you said about knowing thyself. Because it's awesome if your perspective is I'm present, the wind is so nice on my skin. Damn, my fiance is so hot. I'm so lucky, man. Fuck, I got a great business. It's stressful, but I get to do this. Like, I'm so grateful for it because you're in the moment acknowledging what you have. But if your mindset and conditioning and pattern is when you're by yourself, you feel uncomfortable, like folding your arms the wrong way then you're not focused on how nice nature is. You're not focused on how lucky you are to be alive. Despite how fucking challenging it is, you could be dead right now. You're not focused on that. Your focus is on what you don't have and your focus is on the discomfort inside of you. Therefore, you search for ways to ease that discomfort. It's like having a cigarette, right? I used to smoke a lot of cigarettes. or do a lot of lines. That for me was instantly, ah, right? Uh, two things we teach at Empowerment, where focus goes, energy flows, and your perspective is power. So mm. you, even if your life fell apart, you've told me this, if my business went to zero, I'm sweet, man, I'll figure it out. That's a perspective. So every situation, conversation, interaction has an opportunity to be looked at from power, perspective, or from lack, scarcity, like, fuck this, my life sucks. And that's why so many men want to be in a metaverse, on their phones, gambling, porn, etc., because they feel so uncomfortable being present. This is why we struggle to switch off after a long day, dude. My daughter's four months old. She's on the, on the floor yesterday. And uh, I, I switched off at 4 p.m., which I don't do. I work till like six, seven most days. And I teach this shit. And I felt uncomfortable. I'm, like, I'm with my daughter and I'm like, fuck, it's weird finishing at four. So I had to consciously slow down, breathe and go, I'm just going to enjoy this. I'm going to lean into this discomfort. And I wanted to grab my phone while I'm holding my daughter. I'm like, nah, just chill. Just, and it was hard. It was hard. So you got to rewire that. You got to repattern that discomfort because that's what fucks most of us up. We feel this little thing inside of us. We feel uncomfortable. We go and sedate. So how do we learn to, to sit into that discomfort a bit more and lean in? Great question. It's like anything. It's like you got a, f- a fear of elevators. You go spend 30 seconds in an elevator. It's like cold showers. I'm pretty sure you guys would teach that as well. We, we teach cold showers for our guys. Love cold showers. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like you, you consciously, okay, let's, let's reframe it. You got the truth. You got the vision. You know, this sucks. You know, the truth is not where you want to be. You know, the vision is fucking amazing. You hope you can get there and you, you're aware of the fact the only way to get from A to B is to do something. Mm. So if you're not happy or if you want to be happier, let's say your life's amazing. You just want more. The only way to get more is to go towards it's to take action. So you look at the things that are uncomfortable. You look at the things that that we're avoiding and you consciously make a decision, a choice. Your perspective is I'm choosing because no one chooses for me. I'm choosing to think, feel, act and react in a way that moves me forward. Right? So there's only four things you can control as a man. You can't control your employees. You can't control your, your, the traffic. You can control your thoughts, feelings, actions, and reactions. So you're you're like, fuck, do do a bit too much booger sugar. Fuck. Yell at my wife. Even though we have millions in the bank and a great house, my marriage is falling apart. Fuck. That's the truth. Mm. I want to get that spark back, man. 
I want to be able to chill. Uh, just doing a podcast. So do you want to? Good timing. My mother's just walked in during a podcast. That's, that's lovely. We'll, we'll, don't cut that bit out. <laughs> hey, mum. Hey, mum. Bye, mum. So ultimately what you're doing here is you're, you're choosing, you're, you're making a conscious decision to step into discomfort. And again, that's uncomfortable, but that is what builds confidence, self-worth and self-belief. So you know how you said earlier, how so many of us chase more for ego, or you didn't say ego, but you said we we're full of shit when we say it's for the family. You will never be fulfilled no matter how much you make. One of my clients, Sasha, he makes a million dollars a month, retired at 33, successful guy. His life was falling apart when he came to us. He had to find that happiness from just leaning into the uncomfortable, not from money or from work. And that's uncomfortable. That requires you to choose into that. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You do this every day. You're a fucking weapon at this, right? Yeah, man. I, I think, um, I don't know if I told you, I started doing Qigong lately. Have you ever done Qigong before? Did no, Qigong? no. I've, I've thought about it a lot. Tai Chi and Qigong. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking wicked. We got shown this. So one of my employees, Sean, introduced us to one of his mates called Nick. He runs a company called mm-hmm. Chi Fit. And, um, mm-hmm. and he, he took us through a Qigong session. It was the fucking hardest thing I've ever done. Like you see those old Asian ladies in the park and you're like, what are you doing, right? You look like a dickhead. Then you mm-hmm. go do it. And if you actually do like proper Qigong, like the way that you're meant to do it, it is the most fucking difficult, most painful, most uncomfortable thing. But the cool thing that I get out of it every time is that afterwards, it's like you come out of this meditation where you're so present, you're so still, and you're so in the moment. And it's actually relaxing. It's a weird thing. It's like the pain becomes relaxing. And I find that's analogous to leaning in and to being present because it is fucking difficult to be bored. It is difficult, not, not bored, but like to be not doing stuff. I coach a lot of our guys and they're like task addicted, like same as like what you were saying before, like you're on your phone, yeah. you, you have to do something. It doesn't matter what you're doing or how little productivity or how, how lowly pro- productive it is and, and, and how, uh, how little that task actually matters. You just got to do something. All the time. It's like this massive addiction. But as soon as you start leaning into the present and you start sitting in that, that's where all the most beautiful things come. That's when the genius ideas come. That's when all the cool shit happens. It's like when you're like totally like super in the present. So you you get your guys to do like cold showers. You get them to do this journaling and writing down. Like, is there anything else which you do to bring them into the present so that they can actually sit in that moment? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's what it's all about is it's being present. The way you explained it's perfect as well. There's journaling. So you got to bring awareness to these discomforts and uncomfortable moments. So morning routines and rituals, putting time into yourself. That's a task. Dedicating time to get into yourself and to understand yourself. Every one of our clients writes down, what am I thinking about today? How am I feeling today? Every day, every morning, because then you address the thoughts and feelings because thoughts and feelings are unconscious and the negative ones happen like that, right? If you listen to every thought you had, you'd be in jail because you would have killed someone by now, right? Mm. Uh, breath work, huge one, box breathing, Wim Hof, it doesn't matter, right? Uh, bringing awareness to specific moments. If you've ever had, or I'm sure you guys will have kids at some point, kids have wide-eyed wonderment. They look at everything with wide eyes and they just like think everything's amazing. So like you can literally do this if you're a busy guy. It's challenging to do. It's like you look at everything. Like, Holy shit. Like, dude, there is a computer here. Like, Or if you're on a plane, which doesn't happen because of COVID, you're like, dude, I'm in a fucking metal tube flying through the air. How ridiculous is that? And you just have wonder of everything. Evening reflection. We get all of our clients, especially the busy guys, to have a ritual for switching off. So they reflect on their lessons, their triggers their challenges, their achievements for the day. Then they do their supplements, nighttime routine, and they consciously choose to switch off. There's many things you can do. I think the biggest one though is, is understanding the idea or the concept of enough. Because the reason your clients and men tick things off is because they're high performers and they want to be successful. But success is a double-edged sword. It can cut you, but it can also give you the life that you want. So, This idea of success and wanting more comes from not enough. Why do you want more? Because you don't have enough. By definition, if you had enough, you wouldn't chase more. It's pretty fucking simple. So how do you bring awareness to sitting outside in the sun with your fiance? Fuck, this is enough right now. It's not enough for the rest of my life, but right now, this is enough. I don't need to tick anything off. This is enough. I am enough. I have enough. I've done enough. 
And I still struggle to that with that to this day, man. Like that's I teach a difficult this. one. That's I, yeah. really, really difficult. It's super challenging. And again, you have to choose into it because because if you did that all the time, you'd be a monk and just smoke weed all day and all power to you. I'd love to do that. I don't have the capacity to. It doesn't actually sound like a bad life. <laughs> it sounds like a great life, right? So how do you strike that balance then where you can be a weapon, crush it for six hours from 7 a.m. to whatever, 1 p.m., and then switch off and completely detach from that leader and that business owner and then let go of the stress, process the triggers. That's the game we play. So how do you have it all? How are you in control? How do you choose in each moment in your life what you want? That's fucking mastery, man. That's that's high performance. Mm, mm, yeah. Totally. The ability yeah, to yeah. switch on and switch off. Yeah. And both. Because switching off is hard, but also switching on for some men is hard as well, right? Mm. How many how many of your clients come to you and procrastinate and mentally masturbate? They, they're just busy. <laughs> yeah. Most most guys, I, I, dude, you you probably see this all the time, and this like it doesn't infuriate me. Like, there's a there's a part of me which gets infuriated by it, then there's another part which is like understanding. Um, but I see so many guys say it's not the right time, or oh, not right now. I'm too busy, or like any of that sort of bullshit. It's like just. Fucking do it. The more you put this off and mentally masturbate, I love that term, the worse mm. it's going to be for you. 100%. Do you know how you do that? You attach it again to the truth and the vision and you get better at just like owning up and having awareness to the reality of the situation. So you just count down five, four, three, two, one, do it. And again, awareness changes this. So remember in high school, you had um, fucking assignments and you'd leave them till the last day. And then maybe not you, but most of us. No, no, that's and then on the, definitely. Yeah. And then on the last day, you cram it in, you take a few Ritalin, maybe something stronger, you get it done, right? And you, and you crush it. You get the assignment done, but you've spent two months thinking about it. Yeah. But what if you get it done the first night you get given it and you got two months of freedom? And again, this is another mindset and skill set. It's another way of folding your arms. You've got to find different ways of operating, different patterns. And then what will happen is taking action, counting down five, four, three, two, one, doing will make you feel good, will get you more results. And then it becomes the new default pattern. Hmm. Everything's pattern, dude. If, if there's any area of your life that's not working, it's a pattern. Just change the pattern. It's, hmm. it's not that simple, but it is that simple. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Okay. So we've got, so we've got the truth, then we've got the vision and yep. we've got the whys for both of them and then the cost of an action and the, the, the pros and the cons. So yep. what's next after, we, after you've mapped that out? So we've got, we've got two more. The next is the gap. So there's the truth. There's the vision. By definition, there's two points, point A and point B. What's the gap? Hmm. The gap is blind spots and roadblocks. Hmm. Blind spots are things you don't know. So a lack of skill sets, a lack of mindsets, a lack of awareness. You don't know what you don't know. That's why everyone should get a coach because there are people who have achieved what you want to achieve and who have overcome your roadblocks. So the roadblocks are things like stories in your head, negative thoughts, patterns, belief systems on what it means to be successful, what it means to be a man, how much work you should be doing, how much money you should have. Nothing wrong with having great goals, but if you're not aware of the gap, the beliefs, the, the actions, the reactions, the things you're doing that are literally preventing you from getting from point A to point B, then how can you overcome them? So that it's identifying the gap. What's holding me back here? I know where I am. I know where I want to go. I have complete clarity on these two points. Crystal clarity. I know the cost. I know the, the worth. Why am I not there yet? What don't I know? What am I not doing? What am I doing? And diving in. Again, a lot easier to do this with a coach, eh? It's like, this is starting to get a little bit like challenging. Like, fuck, Tony, how am I going to do all this? You can. There's plenty of free content out there. James has some. I have some. There's plenty of coaches. But you got to want to do this. You got to want to identify the gap. It's so much easier, man. Like, like I don't know how many coaches. You, how many? How many mentors and coaches do you have at the moment? Just two. I've got a mindset coach. I meet up with once, uh, twice a week, Mondays and Fridays. Mm. And then I've got the sales sniper guys mentoring me in business. Mm. But I've I can't remember the last time I didn't have a mentor or a coach. Like you, you, yeah. you know, you coach me for about six months and help me through a lot of health issues. Because by definition, dude, two minds are better than one. Like how many of your problems in your life could be fixed simply by a different perspective? So that's Pretty what a coach much does. All of them. 
Yeah. Pretty yeah. much all. Like, dude, I yeah. always have. At the moment, I think I've got, what, I've got like seven coaches. I'm about to hire another one. And it's like every time I go, I'll give you an example, like crypto, right? I went in on, on, on crypto and, and started going hard in that. And uh, and I did okay, but it was really sporadic up and down. And yeah, sure. Like I'm totally like massively up on it and it's really good. But in terms of where it could be, if I just got a fucking coach right at the start, it's like an absolute game changer. It's like the, the biggest thing I've learned, I remember being told this about four years ago, it's, uh, four years ago now. It's like you can either try and forge your own path or you can stand on the shoulders of giants. It's like what's Ooh. easier? It's like every single time stand on the shoulders of giants. I love that. I've never heard that before. That's fucking epic because that's literally what it is. It's, it's, it's taking giants who have literally grown and become the behemoths and you utilize their resources, mindsets, skill sets, their identification of the gap. And then now your gap constricts and you get closer and closer to what you want. By the way, off topic, but I want to meet your crypto guy because I'm I'm addicted to that shit right now. It's, yeah, totally. It's I'll insane. He's a fucking insane. legend. Really yeah. good dude. I'll connect you after this. Actually, you no, know I'll just insane. connect you now over Facey. Um, so I remember. No stress, dude. I love how I love this podcast style, man. It's basically just having a yarn, eh? <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, I um, I didn't. You know how some people make a podcast, and I don't, I've been on one before, and it was like the dude was reading from a script. And I remember mm. sitting there on the other end. I was like, I hate this. Like, this is yep. so shit. Yeah, <laughs> I yep. thought if I'm gonna do a podcast, I'm uh, I'm never gonna, I'm never ever gonna do that. Like, I just want to fucking like, I got you on because I like you and I want to talk to you. It's like. Mm. I don't want to like sit here with a pre-listed set of questions. I want to have a fucking conversation and learn. You know what I mean? Well, that's what that's what people want to hear, right? They want to hear two mates having a yarn, not somebody yelling at them. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do this, motherfucker. No, no, I don't want to do it. I don't know you. Who are you? What What do you want? <laughs> totally. Dude, I see yeah. some people like with their content and what they put out. I'm like, fuck, like, does anybody listen or respond to this? Like literally yelling at the camera, like ranting mm. and stuff. Like maybe, but then it seems like a lot of people like rants. I'm not a big fan of ranting. Like there's a whole thing called, have you ever heard of beef marketing where people literally just nah, shit man. on each other for marketing? Nah, man. Nah, I've not. But I have yelled at people. I mean, I do get fucking fired up and rant a lot, but I don't think you should shit on anyone, bro. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, but that does work though, right? This is a marketing tactic is throw stones at the enemy. There's many ways to get what you want, isn't there? But you got to just pick your poison. Ah, oh, totally, man. It's yeah. like, just, do you imagine like building up your whole life on shitting up on other people? Like the, you know, the number one thing, the reason why we always judge ourselves and where our own insecurities and unhappiness comes from is from when we project it onto others, right? And from mm. our judgment of others. If we judge others, we'll always judge ourselves. Can you imagine living in that person's brain? Like the dude who just shits on other people all the time. Like mm. you imagine living on him and like when he or she looks in the mirror, like what they must see, they must pick out every single flaw. Like that would be fucking horrible living like that. Well, it's, it's insecurity. And I'll, I'll fess up right now, dude. I, I used to have that with you about a year ago. Like I, I was jealous because you were crushing it. You came into one of my challenges and crushed it and did this call to action. And I created those own stories in my head and it was debilitating. And I had to do like full, full ownership right now on podcast. I had to do my own like internal work and go, what the fuck? You just came and delivered value to my audience. But I created my own story about what that meant. Right. And this is what a lot of us go through. These are the blind spots. These are the awareness problems that we don't actually have awareness around. So I can relate to them and I can relate to a lot of these things we've talked about today. It's like, it's, it's hard to imagine until you're in it. And I think for you as well, because you're so high performance. I remember when I interviewed you last year, you were just like on fire all the time. And you told me you don't get down. You don't get like super low or anything like that. That's not most human beings, man. Most human beings, like no matter how successful they seem, they're a roller coaster. They're a fucking roller coaster, you know? That was so funny, man. Cause on then I was on like a, probably a nine month high, but there was most certainly a down after that. <laughs> like I can, I can imagine right now I the crash. After. <laughs> well, but here's what I was doing. I was like, I was starting like starting work at four and then finishing at like eight. And I don't know, I'm not that good at maths, but that doesn't leave a whole heap of time for sleep in there. You know, sometimes mm. finishing at 10 and it like, it absolutely smashed me. And the thing that I learned from that and where I've since not had it down for the last, you know, it must be like a year and a bit is um, stay neutral. Like don't ever get too high 
don't mm. place too much importance on things and go with the flow. And that is the ultimate way of staying so that you can perform at a high level. You don't want to be performing off the charts all the time because you will burn out. The candle mm. that burned twice as bright burned half as long. You just mm. want to be slightly above all the time and be consistent. The same principle with as like what Warren Buffett has with investing. It's like, you know, just don't lose money. You know, you don't have to have the most growth. You don't have to have the most energy. You don't have to have the biggest, but just be consistent all the time. You win. So I would love to know from you how you, what, what are your strategies for that? Because that's something I still struggle with and I coach it. I teach it. So I understand the principles, but living and breathing, it's a different story. So how, how would you go about not chasing those highs? Because those highs create massive crashes. Those waves come crashing down. Like what, what would you do there? Every time, dude. Like, um, so the, the first and the, the most important thing ever, I read, I'm reading a book called Transurfing. I'd highly recommend it. Great book mm-hmm. in terms of success and creating whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit woo-woo, but it actually works. And um, the, the, one of the earliest rules of that is do not place too much importance on things. If you're like, oh, I need to be a multi-multi-millionaire. You'll work your ass off. Maybe, you're, maybe you'll achieve it, but you'll destroy everything else. Like the more you place importance on something, the harder it is to get there. If you're like, have you ever noticed like when you just don't give a fuck, things just work and they just happen? Always. As soon yeah. as you let go of the expectation, things work. The last three months for me have been the opposite of that. Like what you said, this has to happen. I have to make an impact. I have to help a thousand men this year. It's like, it's not happening, dude. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You just don't yeah. give a fuck. That's the first thing. Yeah. Chill out. Like, just relax. Don't place so much importance. Like, the next thing after that, like, meditate. I meditate quite a lot. I meditate. I use a TENS machine as well as a meditate. I don't have it here. I would show you it. But it's like, you put electrodes on your ears as well. Stimulate the vagus nerve as you meditate. It's like, that's heaven. Then I do the qigong. And then the other one too, this is like, the, the I'm a massive fan of psychedelics. I don't use a whole heap. But like mm-hmm. I'm a big, I can't say that I recommend it because I could probably get shat on in some way for saying that openly, but I like yeah. them and I find them very helpful and they've been instrumental in my success mm-hmm. uh, and me allowing me to do what I do. But the thing that I find really cool about psychedelics is they position you in a place where you don't have this ego, you don't have this hurt, you don't have this insufficiency anymore. And when you operate from a place of abundance as opposed to scarcity, Everything is so much easier. And when you're abundant, well, you don't need more. So you don't need to be high because right where you are is where you need to be. Does that make sense? Because like saying having the highs and lows, you've created duality and you've created juxtaposition, right? Where you're you're creating comparison. You're comparing, this is where I feel really good. This is where I feel really shit. Well, what Mm -hmm. if, hang on, right, being right in the middle, wherever you are, wherever you are on that scale, like that's perfect. Let's just stay there. Because what's the point of doing anything different? What's the point of going and doing a line? Because you won't feel any better because you already felt perfect before. You don't need to make millions of dollars. You can if you want, but your life isn't actually going to change because in 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 the end of the day, you have the most important thing, which is total abundance within yourself. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. It's the idea of being enough exactly as you are. And that's why psychedelics are so powerful because people will listen to this. And they'll hear what you said and it will make sense. But understanding something's very different to living and breathing it, right? Totally. Like psychedelics completely got rid of my anxiety. I had severe death anxiety, as you know, from coaching Mm. me. And one dose of magic mushrooms, I've not had anxiety since then. And I've had anxiety. I had anxiety from like 16 to 28 and tried everything. So like that's the power of, of the ego disappearing <laughs> and literally dying, coming back to life. But we could go down a rabbit hole there, man. Do you want to go down that rabbit hole? We could definitely go down that rabbit hole. Bro, I got the whole day. I, I got a meeting. Let's fucking do it, man. <laughs> I, um, this, this is what everything we've talked about comes back to, doesn't it? It's the ego. So where does that come from? Is it society? Is it upbringing? Is it all of the above? The reason so many high performance and successful men are unhappy and unfulfilled is because they feel like they're not enough and they don't have enough. So how do you fix that? Well, you bring presence, you appreciate the moment, you slow down, you zoom out, you use those strategies you shared, and you're grateful for the moment. Again, easy to say, easy to understand and hear, but how do you do that Like every single day? Well, not every day, but default. That's the million-dollar question, right? Take psychedelics. (laughs) 
It's a start. <laughs> I, I, you know what, what I find like amazing is they're so shut on, right? Like I remember so when on. I was, I, w- I was in my early, early twenties and I was, I was thinking, I was like, no, no, drugs are evil. Drugs are terrible. They're bad. You should never, ever do them. Like they're, they're the worst thing ever. And then mm. I remember meeting all these really successful people and finding out that they were doing, you know, psychedelics and they were using these things, all these really creative things. I mean, Steve Jobs quite famously loved LSD. Mm. Uh, Silicon Valley, they fucking eat that shit for breakfast over there. You know what I mean? Mm. It's a dietary staple. And <laughs> you, like you've got, you, there's a lot of these really, really high performers all use them, but it's so demonized within the most of the mainstream society. You know, I went to a private school and in there it was like, drinking's great, alcohol's great, but drugs are bad. And it's this really, really interesting thing that they're so talked down upon all the time when in fact, they've shown on studies now, MDMA therapy, ketamine therapy, uh, you know, psilocybin therapy, even ayahuasca and DMT, they're all being used in all these therapies. And it's so positive. Like they're way better than any pharmaceutical drug. Like doctors mm-hmm. are happy to whip out a prescri- prescription for antidepressants for the next 30 years of your life. But, oh, God forbid you do one dose of magic mushrooms. And mm-hmm. it's like they're, they're these super, super effective things which are so, so talked down upon. And I think that a lot of people are missing out. Like it's, this isn't even just like my opinion on it. Like definitely I'm pro them because I've used them and they've been very helpful for me. But there's even scientific evidence showing how effective these things are. It's crazy that they're still so, they're still looked at and frowned upon in such a negative light. Well, but that just highlights the situation we're in in 2021, right? It's, it's worldviews being so closed. You can present the evidence and you can have so much proving it, which, which is true. They do work. There is not a shred of a doubt, not, not just anecdotally for myself and yourself and millions of other people, but scientifically, but people have a conditioning of what they think is right and wrong. This is the same with COVID and all, we can go even deeper in a rabbit hole. Once somebody has an opinion in 2021, it's gospel. It's like Jesus walked the earth and it's a fact to them. Opinions have been mixed with facts. One of the best lessons I ever learned in my life was from my ex's uncle. I was probably in my early twenties and he was one of the mentors I had. And he said, always have an open mind. Don't be black or white unless you absolutely have to be. So for somebody to say, no, it's bad. It's drugs are bad. Okay, I get it. You were the same when you were in school, but you opened your mind, right? And life is a lot better. Life is a lot more enjoyable when you have an open mind. How has it changed things for you? Like being open, how has that changed your life? Well, I don't have to be right all the time and I don't have to argue and I don't have to prove points, especially on social media. It's like, if you think I'm a fuckwit and you want to piss down my throat, which is one of the comments I got on a Facebook ad, I'm like, Bro, hope you're having a great day. Much love to you. Anything you need, reach out. Dude reaches out and says, I'm sorry. Someone's throat. <laughs> yeah, I hope someone pisses down this guy's throat. They're creative, the Facebook ad guys, right? The comments. Um, not my thing, but whatever you're into. But being open-minded, man, it's, it's, it is a way of being. It's a way of life. Like everything you've said to me today, I've learned a lot. Some of the quotes you've said and some of the things you've said. I haven't disagreed with anything, but let's say I had, for example. Let's say you said, standing on the shoulders of giants. And I'm like, no, that's bullshit. Make your own, make your own way. I've just created negativity and problems out of nothing, which means now I've got angst and discomfort and pain in my body that has been created by my own design. That's what closed mindedness does. Closed mindedness means there is only one lane you can be in. So when you're open-minded to everything we've talked about, if you're a high performance man listening right now, you want your marriage to be better. You want to be healthier. You want more sex. You want more money but you don't want to be stressed all the time. Then you get to open your mind and go, shit, maybe some of these things that we were taught today, maybe I could implement them. They sound weird. Oh shit. I'm being closed minded. Maybe I could consider them. Maybe I could just be interested by them. That's a frame of reference, by the way, the interested frame. Anytime you disagree with something, you get into an argument with your partner, whatever you're triggered, be interested by it. Fuck. It's interesting how triggered I get. And my wife, Fuck, it's interesting how triggered I get listening to someone talk about mushrooms. And you'll start to actually look at it from a different frame. So I know it's a long-winded answer to your question, man, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. Being open-minded, it's freedom. It's just being able to, like like you said, be in the middle. It's, it's being able to, to be free mentally. Why do you think we so – because it's so obvious, right? Like when you actually have an open mind, 
it's like, fuck, anxiety goes away. Stress goes away. Like life gets so much brighter and so much easier. Mm-hmm. But a lot of us are still trapped mm-hmm. in the closed-minded state where it's dark, everything's terrifying, everything's a fight. Why do you think that we get stuck in that state? Because of the story. It's always the story. So you have thoughts that go through your head. Those thoughts are not framed in caveman speak. You don't go, ooh, ooh, ah. They're always framed in language. There is not a thought without language. So the story is, I need to make more money. That's the story. And that story is blinders on, one lane, that's what has to happen. So anything outside of that that doesn't support that story causes chaos and discomfort. So you go towards that, then the feelings are angst, stress, anxiety, fuck, I'm not making enough, I'm not doing enough. So then the actions are, I've had a long day, I'm going to do a line. And the reaction is, you get really triggered and angry at yourself, so you do more of the same, right? So ultimately, I think I think the best way to overcome that is to shift the story and to question the story. That's why most of us struggle to open our mind. Again, it comes back to pain, right? Anytime you're not getting what you want, no one chose the thoughts. No one chose the story. How can I look at this differently? What's a more empowering story? You come home, there's dishes in the sink, right? The story is she doesn't care. I worked hard all day. Okay. What else could have happened? She could be depressed. Fuck. She could be suicidal. And I don't know. I've never asked. She could have had a long day. There's so many different ways to write that story, but we go to the default one, like driving a car without thinking. So dude, stories change everything. Like if you can rewrite the story in your head, it's up on my wall here. It says, I'm a master storyteller. I get to write my story and I get to be an even deeper master of awareness. So you bring awareness to the shit that's not working in the moment it comes up, negative thought. Mm. You go, no, that's bullshit. You laugh at yourself. (laughs) What a stupid story. And you change the story. And you get so good at doing that that it just becomes second nature. Hmm. That's dope, man. I love that. Dude, thank you so much for coming on. This has been wicked. Really, really cool. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you. Yeah, likewise, man. No, this is this is fucking awesome. But yeah, we'll wrap it up there, dude. This is this was legit. Thanks a lot for your time. All good. Have an amazing day, guys. Appreciate you listening. And um, if you need anything, just reach out. Love your work, dude. Thanks, bro. I hope you enjoyed the video. If you got something out of it and you want to learn more, click the link below or type in High Performance Conversations with James Can, and you'll be able to check out all the podcasts that we've done. We cover a stack of different topics, everything from getting your mojo back, overcoming anxiety, self-doubt, self-esteem, and learning from some of the industries and some of the world's top performers in both business and in health. Look forward to having you on there.